You are listening to the new day. Feel the power. Here's one of our favorite episodes, and you can check out more from the archives on Spotify, baby. It's a new day. Yes, it is. Five. From a Zoom call. What? what? You you guys couldn't see this. What was that you just did? That round him up over your head. <laughs> It's a flourish. You got to wind up the, the intro, you know, it gets the people jumping. <laughs> like you got a finger in the air, swinging a lasso around your head. I think I do that every time. You're just now noticing. Oh, wow. It was yeah. more aggressive today than yeah. maybe. It was more pronounced for sure. Yeah. Was it? You get, the, you get the crazy maybe. eyes too. Well, I backed away from the mic, so I got more room to really just get into it. <laughs> <laughs> I'm worried about your rotator cuff. <laughs> yeah, it's hurting quite a bit. I'm 37. Everything's hurting. Do <laughs> shoulder out? Pull a Sammy. Pull a Sammy. (laughs) Oh, man. Oh, man. Too soon. Too soon. It was like four years ago. That's still too soon. Ten years. years. Here we go. Ready? Live from a Zoom call (laughs) emanating from Lando Lakes, Florida. And for the first and last time, the Thunderdome. It's the new day. Feel the power. Take it away, fellas. (laughs) <laughs> what girl and points oh my god you got I, we got to put this on the video you, you have, have to, to see this to. i wish you could see this right now what a twirl and points wow aggressive this episode is brought to you by viore i love sports i know you do too i also know that lots of you exercise but if you're like me and my wife the the beloved sports gal You're sick and tired of ugly, uncomfortable workout gear, especially, you know, I do a lot of walking. I walk around LA, I make calls, I listen to podcasts. Here are two words that will change everything. Viore clothing, a line of activewear that is unbelievable. The best thing about Viore is you can lounge around in it, you can work out in it, you can go outside, you can go shopping down in your local wherever, and you never feel like you're either underdressed or overdressed. You're just comfortable. You can wear it when you're training, traveling, lounging around the house. Go get yourself some of the most comfortable and versatile clothing on the planet. Here's the deal. Our listeners get 20% off their first purchase at viori.com slash Simmons. Once again, V-U-O-R-I.com slash Simmons. This episode is brought to you by Anytime Fitness. We're not all professional athletes, but we all have health goals. That's why Anytime Fitness gives you access to personalized plans and support from a coach. Plus, you can track your training, nutrition, and recovery progress with the Anytime Fitness app, just like the pros. With 24-7 access to more than 5,000 gyms worldwide, get more from your gym membership. Visit anytimefitness.com to try it for free today. Terms, conditions, restrictions, all apply. See website for details. So I am Xavier Woods, a.k.a. Austin Creed. And I am Kofi Kingston. And, and where are you guys? Where are you emanating from? We're emanating We're from the emanating Thunderdome. From, from I said that. Well, you did, but you didn't delineate who was at the Thunderdome and who wasn't. So well, you're the one from Lando Lakes. Okay. But they who knows? Like, Lando Lakes is just down the road. They could have been here and maybe I was there. We're at your house and you're at work? <laughs> yeah, Maybe. Maybe. And why aren't you here? Yeah. You legit live like, what, 20 minutes from here? Yeah. We could have had Uh, a live podcast in the flesh. And why didn't you offer us to sleep over? Yeah. Look. Why are we there? One, uh, you guys, anytime I've offered, you never want to come over. Two, I'm like, I'm like half an hour away and not like half an hour from, you guys are close, not that far from the airport. So the Yingling Center uh, where the Thunderdome is, isn't that far. I'm way out of the way. So you don't want to come all the way out here. Um, there's a lot of reasons. And I also don't want to be there because I, I just don't want to go to work, to sit around and do nothing. And well, do nothing. Wow. Do nothing. Great, amazing content yeah. on this wonderful, amazing podcast that these people have dedicated their lives to listening to. Do nothing. You're telling me people people have dedicated their lives to listen. What does yes. that mean? To listening yes. to the podcast. They take a section of their life that they could be doing anything else in the world. And they said, no, I'm going to listen. There's some people that text us, every, uh, tweet us every single week. And they say, oh, it's the best day of the week. The new day. Mm-hmm. And they, we bring joy to their lives. This is not nothing, sir. Mm-hmm. So to some people, this is everything. Oh. It's the opposite. Some people, this is everything. Wow. I've been, I don't know if, there's, uh, if there are any people who exist who, for them, the podcast is everything. Listen, for those of you who it is, yeah. disregard his words. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> yes. Even if it's one. 
Well, if, if the podcast is everything to you, uh, I'm worried about you. I'm worried about your health. I'm worried about your, your mental health. I'm worried about your sanity. Uh, surely there's more to life than, than this. There's got to be. There just has to be. Oh, oh, do you see somebody hit us up about the uh, the burial plots? Oh, yeah? Yeah. No. They got some for us? No, no, no. No, they didn't get us any. No. That'd be a little forward. A donation. Just a little bit. They made a donation. Hey, guys, you know, I feel like the podcast, I went ahead and got you guys a three-person burial. Whenever plot. you're ready. It's, I don't know. It's a lot Possibly. Of, like oh, God. I don't know if I'll be able to find it. But it, he said, uh, I want to say something about being in Mexico. Oh, wow. You had them. Okay, you got a discount. Yeah, overseas or across borders, rather. Well, yeah, you guys, you guys talk. I'll, I'll find. It. Yeah, yeah. It's but... really weird that we're so like me and Woods are like sitting next to each other, but I still feel like I have to look at the uh, the Zoom square and look at you on the screen and not look at you like directly to my oh, left. Yeah, it's weird. It's really strange. It's really strange being in this situation. This is uh, awkward. Yes, uh, awkward. I didn't, I didn't get into uh, who I am. Um, oh, for those of you, for those of you who don't know. <laughs> <laughs> what? <laughs> what? What a transition segue. Well, I didn't get into who I am. Well, I mean, just for the sake of, you know, getting through the beginning the way we normally do. Of course. I just, I just thought I would tell a little tale. Oh, please do. Who I am. My name, a lot of people refer to me as uh, Big E. It's not, it's not Big E. You know, you got to put a little pause in there. It's not B-I-G-G-I-E. Uh, it's just Big E. And I don't like when call, people, some people call me Mr. E, but then it's just, it sounds like mystery. And that's weird. I'm not going for some enigma or something. It's just Big E. And it used to be Big E Langston. But for those of you who, who listen every week, I don't even know why y'all are giggling and laughing. I'm just trying to explain a little something about myself. I'm just trying to talk to the people <laughs> here about myself. But now it's just Big E. You know, things have changed. I don't want to get into it. Uh, it's been a lot of, I get a lot of flack for it. I get a lot of, you know, heat. From from you, you know, big heat from, from. <laughs> big heat. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. At, at the last uh, New Day meeting we had, you know, just to. Uh, <laughs> uh, hey, did uh, you I, pay your dues? No, 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 no. I didn't. I'm, I'm a little behind on my dues. <laughs> we got that gala coming up, sir. <laughs> yeah, right. But I saw I saw uh, Kofi was actually uh, taking the minutes. For the meeting, you know, we rotate whoever takes the minutes, <laughs> you know. Uh, yeah, and I saw you don't, you don't want me on the numbers, trust me. <laughs> Why is taking the minutes? No, you can finish, we'll get to that. Well, I was just gonna say, I saw I, I glanced over and I saw in his notes, uh, that he did not care for uh, <laughs> the, the, the Biggie Langston explanation. So I'll try to uh, I'll try to wrap it up real quick, but for some reason, the, the idea of us having group meetings to go over a new day business and taking minutes is, is funny to me. It's not my personal notebook. That's not what minutes are. I'm just no, I don't really care. Yeah. <laughs> It's yeah. not exactly what's happening at all. You editorialize at times, too. So. <laughs> why is it called minutes? I don't know. That's a great question. I feel like because we're always looking at words. Because you said you're not the numbers guy, and it's like, but that, oddly enough, has nothing to do with numbers. No. Unless the math conference. Well, unless they, but, don't they know the times in which things are set, or no? You gotta Every time you write, you got to write the time, but people are always talking. Well, from, you know, 3.45 to 5.20, they talked about such and such. Is that about this. I don't know. Is that, I've never taken minutes before. I don't know. Is that how? It, I don't think it. Actually, I guess I don't know what would stop you from doing that at certain times. But I don't think. Yeah. I don't think there's much math involved here. You don't think? I don't know enough about uh, minute uh, taking. Minute taking. Is, is it even called taking minutes? So a yes. stenographer is in court and they like do shorthand with the typewriter, right? So do people do taking minutes do that too? Are they stenographers or are they just writing down what's happening at this meeting? Uh, I am, but to no real avail. It seems to be very loose. I don't know if there are any hard and fast rules oh. on taking minutes. There are suggestions, of course, but I, I don't... Another question that I'm sorry, it's, it's taking me down the rabbit hole, hard and fast. Like, why is that a, a thing? It's a, it's a great question. I, if we were supposed to look up all the things that we said, we'd never get through this podcast. Never. <laughs> but the thing about it, if we stopped saying things that we didn't understand, what would we say? Oh. <laughs> like where they came from? Very little. Yeah, I don't, yeah, there's a lot of things I don't know the origins for, so I'm, I'm sorry to disappoint you. What, is there a, a profession where someone is a professional knower of the origins of phrases? I know, like, 
Latin is like an origin language. Like you get like the origins of a word, but the origins of phrases. Is there a thing for that? I mean, I'm sure there are people who study etymology and write books about them or teach classes about them and whatnot and origins. And I don't know. I'm just guessing here. Do you want to get to the origins of uh, your your name? Is that where you were going? Is that the transition now? No, no, no. I'm done. I'm done with all that. I'm done with all that. Are we done? Okay. Yes. <laughs> we finished. Oh, we done. <laughs> I I could tell Kof wasn't uh, approving. So uh, <laughs> sir, <laughs> so I decided to move on. I don't want to upset you, sir. <laughs> so I'm moving on. Oh, I'm still, I'm still picturing you like looking over my shoulder as I'm taking the minutes. <laughs> oh, God. Mm, looking at the glasses at it. Oh, I never. Oh, yes. Why would he doesn't like this at all? <laughs> I, I feel like I've been talking about so oh, you can read this. This is it. This is a quote. Yes. To Austin Creed, True Kofi, and uh, WWE Big E. Regarding the double decker burials here in Mexico, you can get a four person plot. For instance, in the same hole are my grandparents and two aunts. Kind of normal down here. Wow. So it's a thing. Yeah. Great. So we weren't as well, you know, uh, weird as we thought. It's a thing. So it's weird. is it illegal in the United States? Do I have to go to Mexico to have this done? Or is it just not common? Oh, see, see I don't know about all that. I don't know. But, I mean, you're going to be dead anyway. <laughs> what, do you, what do you care where they put you? you know? Well, true. But I, I just don't know about the ability to transport bodies uh, across, you know. you know. I, I know, like, you know, someone, if you were to die in Europe... I'm pretty sure they can bring you over because they're bringing oh, yeah. you back to where you belong. Oh, but yeah. can you go somewhere where you you don't really belong? You don't really, I don't belong in Mexico. But maybe this is the reason for our weekend at Bernie's idea. Like, oh, they won't allow oh. a dead body across, uh, but well, we gotta <laughs> get you across. <laughs> yes, oh, I have to cross God. the border. Yeah. Oh my God. Because what, oh, but this is a weird progression of movies because if it's a trilogy, yeah. you're gone first. And then it's one of us and we have to single-handedly Bernie's the brother down there. And then the last one to die has to. How do they get down there? That's, that's oh the yeah, the movie is just the dead one, last dead one of us in a room, just for two hours being filmed because nobody can take them. No, it has to be. It has to be our kids. Oh, the take kids. <laughs> right. So high and <laughs> or your kids. They got to band together and which get is, us down there. Whoa. Which is why I just can't. I can't be last. Um. So yeah, that sounds good. <laughs> oh, yeah. No, maybe. Maybe you have to be last so that you can tell them all the stories about us. Yeah. Well, you can't because you'd be dead too. You'd be dead. Maybe you die like as you're telling the stories, and you know, I don't know. I think we're onto something here. Because you're you're ill, and you you know it's gonna happen. Everybody knows it's gonna happen. So you go, hey guys, I'm gonna. I'm going to go ahead and just go down there and wait because, you know, it's my time. And then the kids all go, you know what, Uncle E, let us go with you. And they, on the trip, you tell them all the stories about Bernie's, you're doing the Bernie with me, doing the Bernie with Kofi and getting down there. And then on the plane ride, after you tell the last story, you go to sleep. <laughs> and when the plane lands, they nudge you to wake you up and you're not there. And you've just given them all this knowledge on how to Bernie somebody. Now they got to Bernie you through Mexico to get you to the where they got to go. You know what we have to do? Guys. <laughs> 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 I'm leaving the Mexico right now. They get off on the connection. Yeah. <laughs> they, <got there. laughs> they landed because of bad weather, so now they got to rent a car to get you down there. <laughs> but you're yeah. the only one who's old enough to rent the car. Yes. <laughs> yes. What about the hide, like, by your feet to press the gas so that yeah. when you're, like, when you're checking out, you give them the credit card? <laughs> Wait, hold hold on. This is this is real tragic. If if your if the kids aren't old enough to rent the car, that means we're dying. We're all dying within the next what twenty something years, less than twenty I mean, years. We get it, but it's it's yeah. for the movie. It's, it's, it's for the, the movie. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But we don't right. know. We can't know the future. Yeah. I mean, that's true. If it's gonna be sad, make it fun. Right. It's gotta be. It's, if it's gonna be a kids movie, we gotta put the kids, we gotta <laughs> kids in there. So we gotta go. <laughs> so it's, it's more marketable that way. You know, what I mean? kids are gonna, <laughs> It's got to be a kids movie, so we gotta have kids in there. You know, is this so, the, is the trilogy come? It's just straight to TV on Disney. <laughs> I'm on the end of this. Yeah, it's right a mile. Whoa! I wish what? you were here, E. I know, I know. I'm just down the road. I mean, I could have been there, but I just, I, I did offer it. No, I offered it as a suggestion. Remember that. I did recall, I did say, hey, I'm willing to go to uh, the Youngling Center. Who did uh, you say that to? I, I said it to the team in a text. 
I was the one who suggested it. Yeah, and they said no need. They said no need to come? Yeah, no need. Then he washed his hands up. <laughs> said I did my part. I was done. I'd have had, had you here. Yeah. I'd have had you here yesterday, you know? Look, I'm I'm uh I'm battening down the hatches. You know, there's uh Elsa is on the way. By the time this airs, Elsa would have passed. But right now, when we, when we're shooting this, it's a or recording this, it's a Tuesday. I, the Tuesday. I, oh, yeah, I thought you were talking frozen. frozen. I said Elsa's coming. Yeah. Like, it's on a two? Who, who's Elsa? Wait. You know, the name, of the, the name of the storm that's threatening your flights <laughs> to go home? Uh, you give her, you know, that one? That's regular stuff. Oh, <laughs> that's, that's every week. <laughs> Man, speaking of this is like really random. Uh, so I just had a, a memory come up on my phone. Uh, I think my son had just turned like three. And we had uh, like a Spider-Man come. So like, you know, oh, you know, I'm Spider-Man, kids. And it was the worst. <laughs> I, God, I, I wish I could like get the footage. It was so bad. It was so bad. But I was loving it because it was so awkward. So anyway, I was thinking like, you know, you invited like an Elsa to come over and like spend the day at your house. Like it's so part. That's where my mind went. That's what I, that's where my mind went. But of course, you're talking about the storm. You're talking about the storm. I don't have any kids. I don't, that's, that's why I was kind of weird. You know, I didn't, I mean, to each their own. Because, I mean, I'm sure that if you're paying the money, they'll still come to your house and, like, entertain you if you, you know, for what the occasion is, right? That's weird, Cove. That's real weird. That's what it was. But then I, but before, you know, that's what I, that's why I was, you know, getting weirded out. But then I realized, like, you were talking about the storm. And I said, oh, he's not going to invite someone dressed up as Elsa to his house where he lives by himself to entertain him. Entertain him. That's not what he's doing. He said it's so matter of fact. Well, yeah, I know I got Elsa coming over. And, uh... We got some DVDs. You know, we got Redbox. There's a lot of stuff that I missed. You, know, you did have a sushi chef come to your house, so I, that's what I'm thinking. Is that I, I don't know. Well, that's different. That was that was a gift from from y'all, which I very much appreciate. Uh, and there were other people here. There's at least like three. You know, Celeste was here as well. There are multiple people here. Uh, I would not, uh, for one. We're talking about spending money, uh, so that's not happening. <laughs> Two, how bored do you think I am that I would hire someone to just entertain me for an hour or so and then leave? Why not? You said they'd have to be bored to do that. You couldn't yeah. just want to do that? I wouldn't. I'm not no judgment to anyone else. Uh, I would not. Um, I will say, one of the things you did remind me when you were talking about Spider-Man is that, you know, uh, from time to time, I'll see on like Twitter or whatnot, you see those videos of like party Spider-Mans and whatnot. Uh, and sometimes they're like absurdly athletic, doing cool dances and whatnot. I, for some reason, there's just something about like a Spider-Man uh, or an Elsa or just a, a grown man or woman in costume break dancing or doing b-boy stuff. It very much amuses me. So I appreciate anytime I see those videos. It's, no, this dude was not. This dude was not. It's <laughs> not good. Okay. <laughs> not that. <laughs> no popping, locking. And all the adults are looking at each other, just like, "What is going on?" The kids didn't know what was going on. He's trying to make jokes, but he's not funny. And I'm loving the awkwardness. I just, <laughs> I loved it. I, that, it brought so much joy to me. It was amazing. It's beautiful. It's beautiful to see. Um, you guys are currently at uh, the Youngling Center, as we've talked about. I love that it's very close to my house, and that I don't have to step <laughs> on the <plane. laughs> That's what I do love. Yeah, the convenience. Yeah, it's yeah, great. What are you going to do now? No, dude. You say that 30 minute drive, you drive this three hours and then get on this 4 a.m. flight. How far do you think the airport is from my house? I'm saying when you're on the road. Oh, now that we go oh. Uh, yeah. okay. I thought you meant I was driving three hours. Out the game, bro. <laughs> yeah, I don't even know. It is weird. I will say it is weird, like relearning how to, to pack a bag or to travel because I had to go to LA. Uh, we were in all in LA, uh, what, a month or so ago? And it was weird going back to the airport and trying to remember how to do everything that I do. Uh, my bladder is currently full, so talk amongst yourselves. I will come Ooh. back. <laughs> a little you beefy go. time. You know, bring, bring the mic so people can hear yeah. the bass. Just let it listen. The bass? Yeah. So yeah who's talking about yeah. having like some, you put some bass in your uh, in your urine? What? To, to make you sound like, I don't know, like just some intimidation. So when people hear the it, <laughs> Oh, wow. Wait, some, are you peeing in, in are you peeing in like AK forty seven spurts? Well, you. Uh, <laughs> what is? I'm just, I'm just saying <laughs> I can't I can't imitate it because I don't have enough fluid in my mouth. There's not like a, a bowl of water here that I can imitate it. But you, if you pee like in the middle of the water, it's like it sounds more more forceful. Oh, because it's echoing in the yeah, and the, I, got, I don't know the reverberations. I don't know the exact science behind it, you know. But when people hear it, then like subliminally, they you know. It's like a, it's like an alpha, yeah. See, I was saying it's like an alpha thing. But this dude got some bass in his pee, you know. What? 
He's got some bass in his urine. Wow. And they, res they respect you a little bit more. You know? <laughs> respect you. When you said it, I was thinking like a thick stream. That's a, it would be louder than like Maybe a that, tiny yeah. stream. So, uh, E, to bring you up to speed. Yeah, we were talking about having uh, some, some bass in your urine, right? So, because uh, you didn't make Sorry, mic. what? So, <laughs> yeah, you, you left and I was like, oh, bring the mic. And yeah, surely if you would have heard me, I think you left before you heard me, you probably would have taken the mic in there. You want to hear like the bass. In the uh, in the urine, you know what I'm saying? Like if you pee right in the middle of the uh, like the water in there, and the reverberations inside the porcelain depends on what kind of toilet you have, obviously. But uh, like the more bass you have in there, it, uh, you know, when people hear that from outside the room, you know, it causes you to kind of like turn around and be like, "Wow, he's got some bass in there," and uh, you respect <laughs> the individual as soon as they come out of the bathroom a little bit more. So. Um. You missed. Oh, you missed on all Maybe. gaining some respect. Across, yeah. You know, you want people to salute you. You got to base in that. Said if you would have, if you would have brought the, uh, you know, and maybe you'll have to go to the bathroom again. There's no bathroom in here. Otherwise, I would do it. But since you're at home, you know, uh, you bring the microphone in there, and then you have the base in there, and then everybody who listens to the podcast, the same people that dedicated their lives to this podcast, will uh, respect you that much more, and then you're more likely to get that salute that you've been trying to get you know, over the past uh, few months. So that's what we talked about while you were gone. Yeah, that's... Uh, okay. That's uh, Kofa, I say this with all due respect, but uh, yeah. what is wrong with you? <laughs> <laughs> the boy's touch. <laughs> Clearly. Someone gives you a piece of information, sir, to gain respect in the streets in the and street. otherwise. In the and street. that's what I'm met with. Wow. Kofi, has there been any situations where you heard someone urinate and there was a lot of bass and you then you know, respected them? Like you, you dap them up when they come no, out? No, it's like, like, you know, like the head nod when you see uh, someone who looks like yourself. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? You give each other like a little nod of respect. It's the same thing when they come out of the stall, you make eye contact and you, okay, I see, I heard you, bro. I hear you, bro. You know, and they give you. And we know, and hey, you don't dap them up because they haven't washed their hands yet. That's that's disgusting. That's I was know? trying to catch you. But you, you know, come on, no, nah, nah. <laughs> you ain't gonna catch me <laughs> on, some, catch on some hygiene, nah, but, <laughs> but you give them, you give them a little nod of respect, and that's all. It's a, you know, you pay tribute, and you understand. You know? What What do you mean, uh, someone that looks like yourself? Someone, you know, like another human being. You know, usually uh, someone uh, who is a male like yourself. You see each other in the streets. You see each other walking by. You know. And you say, hey, you a little head nod, you know, mm -hmm. just a little acknowledgement of uh, of humanity, you know. Mm -hmm. You've probably been through similar situations. You know what I'm saying? You look at each other, hey, I see you, bro. You know what I'm saying? So same <laughs> thing. I hear you. I hear you. Same same nod. Same nod. Little nod. Little also, also, sometimes they're not a surprise. Yeah. Oh, yeah. there's two of us. <laughs> you know? <laughs> oh, didn't expect to see you this, this is a pleasant surprise. I didn't expect to be here, let alone see you here, too. I thought I was going along here for... At least the, the the weekend. This is great. Uh huh. Uh huh. <laughs> well, I, I will say what you are clearly referring to is <laughs> nodding another brother, another black man. It's very customary. You know what I realized uh, a little while ago, but I nod in different directions yep. for 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 strangers. <laughs> it's for some reason. If I see another a black a black male or a woman a, a black well, no usually men I guess men like black man versus white man if I I'll nod and I'll I'll nod a lot because I go on walks so I like to say hello sometimes I'll throw up a I think I tend to, to throw up a wave for women I think it's just and it's not like I'm, these aren't predetermined rules but I found myself I go up for the brothers I nod up for black men and I nod down for white men or mm. or non black men and I'm not even really sure why. But it feels more like you're not yeah. up and you kind of keep it up there for, hey, brother, I see you. Yeah. I know we're both going in the world, hey. going through this world with, yeah. with this with this dark skin. You know what I mean? I'm feeling you. Stay up, brother. <laughs> and then to, to non-black men, it's down just like, you know, have a great day. Hope all yep. is well. You know, enjoy your walk. Yeah. Live a good life. It's still, they're still both very positive. So I don't think there's any, you know, it still comes from a good place, but... For some reason, the brother, the brother head nod is up. It's an, an it's, it's an up. Yeah. So my, mine yeah. is guys like around my age, I nod up, and then older black men, I nod uh, down. Mm. I like, I, know, I see it as like a yeah. like a bow, like right. Hey, I know you've been through some stuff. Thank you, because you made it a little bit easier for me. Right. I appreciate you. And then other brothers like 
Say, mate, just, okay, what's up? What's up? And keep walking, what's keep up? it moving. I think you might be right. I wonder, I got to start paying attention. I know. I think, I think older, I might also go down yeah. uh, a downward motion for, for older black men. I'm going to start clocking this. I got to start taking notes on this. It's like that video of what the Key and Peele, uh, the Obama skit. Yeah. Where he's going yes. down the line. <laughs> the brother, still dap him up. See you, Tom, brother. Get handshake. Hello, sir. How are you? <laughs> it's a thing, though, man. Yeah. It's a thing. That's funny. I, I wonder how that, again, I wonder how that started. I have no idea. Because, no, I don't think anyone really teaches you these things. Not directly. You probably just learn from watching other people, watching yeah. movies and film and whatnot. And it just feels it feels natural to do those things, you know? Because the, the head nod up is I'm super comfortable. What's up? What's going on? Like, right. how you doing? And the nod yeah. down is very, like, like you said, it's, a, it's, it's extremely respectful. Just, how are you? Yeah. How you doing? Good to see you. More, more out of the way. Like, you do your thing, I do mine. Right. I don't want to bother you. <laughs> When you're comfy. Yeah. Did you guys talk about your, your farewells? Did you, um, are you going to say goodbye to my great city? Um, I know you'll be back at some point, but, uh, you, know, you know, it was, uh, what, several months? I can't, I can't remember when exactly when we started at the Youngling Center. Uh, We've been bouncing around for a while. I can't recall. Yeah, it was, well, when basketball season started, that's when we got kicked out of uh, Orlando, right? Right. We couldn't be in there because basketball season was starting, but I don't remember exactly when that started. Then we went to the Trop. Yeah. Yeah, we mm-hmm. went to the trop too. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. And we had to leave the trop because baseball season. Started. Baseball season started. Yeah, man, you're kind of wild, man. It, I I don't know, man. I, I and I say this a lot as far as like uh, the Thunderdome. Like I understand uh, for people at home how like awesome it is to be able to see like a live show and to be able to you know see yourself on TV. But I'll be honest, man, it is it is strange being in there. So when I came back. Um, uh, cause you know, e, you were doing your own thing for a while. And then I came back to the Thunderdome after it had been going on for like, I don't know, a couple months or something. And I was like, Oh, this is going to be cool. So then of course the music hits and I come out and you, you know, you're so used to hearing the fans and there's nothing there. Right. And they'll like pipe the sound in, which is like cool, I guess. But then I went in and I started kind of like, you know, you'll go to like the, the backside and kind of appeal to the fans if they're normally there, but the fans who are watching on the screen are seeing my back. Right. So they're not, and they're not going to react the same way they do at home as they would were they at uh, the live show. So the energy is just different, you know? Um, and we always get there. We're able to kind of like, you know, manufacture it and get it up and, and all that. But uh, I don't know if I'm going to miss the Thunderdome as much as uh, some people might, I, you know? It was a cool situation, but I, I don't know. The live crowd would be a lot better. Yeah, this was, sure. this was definitely best case scenario for the situation at hand. Um, Again, like you said, really cool, but there's no, there's no real substitute for like human energy. And once we had that, so like when we went out there for Mania and we talked about it, how like it just kind of flipped that switch and we lost our minds. Like you can't, you can't like fabricate that. You can't make that happen for people who are wrestling in like essentially like in a studio. So Thunderdome, so cool. Such a like great idea for what we all just went through like with COVID, but People in the building is just a completely different, different thing. Especially with us. You know what I mean? Because, like, we will mess with the people even more than the mats sometimes. Mm-hmm. Like, <laughs> you know, oh, yeah, there's a match going on, but we're out there and we're just, like, just going back and forth with the people. So I'm looking forward to being able to do that. This episode is brought to you by Viore. I love sports. I know you do, too. I also know that lots of you exercise. But if you're like me and my wife, the the beloved sports gal. You're sick and tired of ugly, uncomfortable workout gear, especially, you know, I do a lot of walking. I walk around LA. I make calls. I listen to podcasts. Here are two words that will change everything. Viore clothing, a line of activewear that is unbelievable. The best thing about Viore is you can lounge around in it. You can work out in it. You can go outside. You can go shopping down in your local wherever. And you never feel like you're either underdressed or overdressed. You're just comfortable. You can wear it when you're training, traveling, lounging around the house. Go get yourself some of the most comfortable and versatile clothing on the planet. Here's the deal. Our listeners get 20% off their first purchase at viori.com slash Simmons. Once again, V-U-O-R-I.com slash Simmons. Another day is here and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. 
Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. This episode is brought to you by State Farm. You might say all kinds of stuff when things go wrong, but these are the words you really need to remember. Like a good neighbor, State Farm is there. They've got options to fit your unique insurance needs, meaning you can talk to your agent to choose the coverage you need, have coverage options to protect the things you value most, file a claim right on the State Farm mobile app, and even reach a real person when you need to talk to someone. Like a good neighbor, State Farm is there. However, the flip side of the coin is that, you know, we've been able to spend so much time at home with our families. For me, that has been the most amazing thing. I know I've said it a few times on the podcast, but to be able to, um, you know, like go to all my kids' baseball games and every single practice and wake up in the morning and be like, what you want to do? Well, I don't know. And then just like have the day like unfold as it does, as opposed to being like, oh God, I'm only home for a day and a half. We got to get all these errands out. Okay, kids, you're going to come with me. We're going to go do this boring stuff. Okay, let's do some fun stuff. And you're like, you feel like so much more just rushed to get through everything. So I, I don't know if I'm looking forward to uh, to that aspect coming back. Hopefully we find kind of some uh, like a, a, an in-between, you know, um, but we'll see. We'll see. This is what it is. If anything, like we kind of stole a year uh, at home that we weren't supposed to have, you know what I mean? Like, especially with kids, like there's a lot of moments that we're not supposed to see being in this business. You know what I mean? Like we're supposed to be away and we miss so much and to have been here for a year, be home. And you know, it's, you just can't get those moments back. So I'm eternally grateful for those moments. And uh, I'll always kind of have a, uh, a, a positive vibe when I think about the pandemic, even though it did bring so much, I guess, uh, turmoil and, and trauma to a lot of people. Agreed. Uh, you know what I'm interested in, too, is just how much the live crowds will dictate the show or, like, yeah. certain guys thinking, like, hey, I'm in a great spot. I'm beloved. Yeah. I'm over. And then you get in front of people. It's like, ah, uh, not so mm-hmm. fast. But, hey, that could be me, too. It could be me hey, going out there always- thinking, like, oh, I'm the man. And I go out and it's crickets. And I think, ooh, I got to change something real fast. But that, to me, like, I love that because that's what wrestling is, dude. That's what it's supposed to be. Go out thinking that something's going to happen or that something's going to work. And then it doesn't. And you having to adjust and find something immediately. Like, oh, there's not, like, a better feeling on the planet than, like, solving that puzzle in that 13 seconds that you have to solve it. Like, oh my God. And having, you know, the immediate feedback. Yeah. You you know, you took him for a ride. You know what I'm saying? Like, you weren't satisfied. Okay, I changed it up. And now you were, I did my job. You got what you wanted. It's a great feeling. Yeah. It's it's very hard to get that vibe in front of screens. Yeah. Even though you see people don't have that immediate response from them like that. And again, it's like, it's that energy. So yeah, you might hear something, but like when you're in there and you guys know this for the people listening, like you, it feels different. There's, and we talk about this, there's like a pulsing energy that, that you kind of vibe with and work with. And so the fact that that's what wrestling is. And the fact that people haven't been able to go see wrestling live for so long, I feel like that's going to be through the roof for at least the first couple of months because everybody's getting their energy out. You know, they've been trapped inside. So it'll be, it'll be cool to see what, uh, what happens. Yeah. I'm intrigued. There's, um, and also just your ability to to work for the crowd. I know we did a WrestleMania too, but it's been so long. And so much of what we do is dependent on crowd interaction too with our gimmick. I think the beautiful thing is I think we were always smart too. And I think this is just the best approach. But I think there's some people who are kind of like gimmick wrestlers. And if they don't have the crowd reaction, it's not the same. But then, you know, like I feel like our, at least we always strove to have such good in-ring work that we weren't dependent on just being a comedy group or, you know. Um, so, yeah, it's, uh, that's why I don't think we, like, I don't think we suffered too much. And I think you guys actually, uh, in many ways, uh, the pandemic was quite good for, you know, the position, where you guys have been positioned the last several months and holding down Raw, having bangers after bangers. Uh, it's been beautiful to watch. Uh, also still thinking of, like, Woods and Riddle having a great match, uh, incredible match, and how buzzed about that was. It's 
interesting because like so like you just said like some people rely on certain things and i feel like most people would think like our stuff is like very like gimmick heavy as far as like us being us and our personalities always being like up to the max but again so like you were saying kof like that comes from the interaction with people so when that's not an option what do we all have to rely on like not just us but everybody on the roster what do you rely on you rely on your in-ring work and so i feel like in this situation we've been given been very blessed to be given opportunities to kind of show out and i feel like people got reminded like no like they've been wrestling for a good while like they they know what they're doing and they can go in the ring and so i think that's like you said is a plus from what's been going on um and how the show has been working within the pandemic um but again now people realize that not just about us but about a lot of people on the roster i feel they're seeing them shine in those ways where they might not have had that focus before so when we go back to people, now you get to mix that with the energy of the people. And you're going to, I feel like you're going to see a lot of people rise because uh, it's a rising tide raises all ship situation. Because uh, I feel like the majority of the, sh- the people on the show have been like crushing, you know? <laughs> e, what are you doing to this dental floss? You are violating. He's man. using it in his teeth. He picked his nails with it. No, I didn't. Quit lying. Run the tape back. I did not pick my nails with it. Yes, you did. No, no, I didn't. I think, I think it's because, so we have you on like uh, like 21-inch screen here, so you're a lot bigger. Why am I so big? Well, big e. you're big E. I mean, clearly. Yeah. So it's just different. So we're seeing all the details, but you're, you're, really, you're really getting in there with that uh, dental floss. With teeth clean, get all the plaque out. Yeah, I mean, I like to make sure it's it's free of <laughs> plaque and buildup. It's important, you know. If, if the social clip could be he saying that I did not do that and then showing the clip of him doing that. They just put the Rick James. Look, I might have twirled around like my finger with it, but I wasn't digging in my nails to get debris out of my nails. Digging in there. 300%. Dude. No, I was not. I was not. I, I might have been doing nope. Like that appears nope. to be, but it's not. You dug in your nail and then put it back in your mouth. First of all, I also wash my hand to just like wash my hands. I wash both to see. I wash <laughs> to clear that up because they'll use it against me if I don't clarify. <laughs> but I washed both not that long ago. So even if I was, which I was not digging in my nails, it would still be fine. Oh, so you're just giving us irrelevant information? That's right. I speak a little Spanish. Oh, nice. Let's uh, let's hear some. <laughs> Todos mis amigos que hablan español conmigo en colegio se mueven a otros países, so no tengo que personas a practicar conmigo. All my, yeah, my friends that practice with me in college all move to different towns, towns, countries, países, países, yeah, I think so. What did I say? Okay, I think towns. It works. They moved away. That's sad. I'm sorry to hear. It is. Let's hear some of your Spanish. I didn't take Spanish. I took Latin like a fool. Uh, I went to a prep school. Yeah, I don't... First of all, Latin is not a conversational language, so we never (laughs) learned to speak it. Um, I I suppose it helped me on my SATs. At least that's how it was sold to me. So, uh, yeah, that's why I took Latin. Um, But I couldn't... I know puer means boy. Oh, It's about all I've retained, I think. Yes. Yes. You said said SATs. Do you think the uh, simile portion... Helped you with anything in your adult life? No. I mean, you can make a contention that very little of what you've learned in high school helps you in your adult life. Very, very little. Wild. Oh. I'm going to stop. <laughs> I have a lot of opinions. <laughs> I don't well, no. no, no, no. We, 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 this is the time to showcase all your opinions. Oh, okay. Me. So it's weird to me that we're, so, we're pushed to learn so many things that are not useful to like anyone unless that's like your chosen profession to like i don't know what if you are bad if you're great at similes what like you become like an sat question writer like what do you do with that like what what skills like i would have rather learned like how do i balance my checkbook how do i start up savings accounts how do i you know do interviews how do i write a resume like that stuff that would have been interesting. And it's like, oh, and if I do want to learn a trade, okay, you know, let me take more science classes. Let me take more, you know, geography classes because I want to like travel the world, like whatever. I have always felt that you should be able to start pushing yourself in the direction you want to be go as an adult earlier than college. Because I saw the thing and they were saying that, oh, all these millennials are, you know, spending their money on the Wall Street and buying like GameStop stock, blah, blah, blah. This is irresponsible. And it's like, 
you guys realize you ask kids who are 16 to 18 years old to pay like 30,000 plus dollars for these like loans. So it's like what, like $150,000 to go to college. And you want this kid to gamble with that money and go to college in hopes that they get a job of paying it back. But it's dumb for them to gamble their money on Wall Street where they might actually get a quick turnaround, you know, and they'd be able to pull it out and do something else. So it's I've had a lot of feelings about school stuff and education, just the way that it's done. I believe education is extremely important. You need to understand how to do it. I understand a college degree sometimes is just a piece of paper that will show an employer I'm willing to do what I'm told for years. So you should hire me. I get that. But at the same time, I feel like we should be able to turn it around, help people get specialized opportunities earlier in life so we can have more productive adults later in life. I think that's sound. So are you are you then planning on homeschooling your children? No. They just get what they get? <laughs> no, because I mean, it's, it's as, as the way the world is currently set, that is part of the process, unfortunately. So in order, I feel like the way that, that adult lives are set up a lot of the time, you have to, it's, it's helpful to go through that because you're going to have situations where you have jobs where there's bosses who don't understand how it, like how it is on the ground level. And they're telling you to do things that don't make any sense. And you know that you shouldn't do it like that. But if you don't, you'll get in trouble, even though you did it correctly. So like you have to learn to essentially like, let someone fail themselves <laughs> before then you can step in and do what's right, which is gross to me. Yeah. Uh, and so speaking of like homeschooling, that is a, like a big reason on why we do it too is because, you know, especially the way that we do it, we kind of do like this unschooling method where it's, uh, you know, child led learning. If my son has an interest in, uh, you, we talked about, so <laughs> he was listening to like some, uh, like, uh, epic rap battle or something that he was shouldn't have been listening to. They talked about like uh, Guy Fox versus somebody. So he was like, who's Guy Fox? Who's Guy Fox? And I'm like, I don't really know who, who Guy Fox is, but you know, he's like a historical character in Europe or whatever. And uh, so now we get him like a little book about Guy Fox. And now he's like more willing to learn about it because it's something that he's actually interested in. My wife and I were just talking about how you would have like your summer reading list, right? And they'll give you all these books to read. You got to read this by next year. And a lot of them, like, you don't really want to read. So you're not enjoying the reading process. Now your process, uh, your, you know, your, your mentality towards reading becomes like a negative one because you, you don't enjoy, like, the, 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 the material versus having a, a subject that you are interested in. You're all in. You know what I mean? And, like, you learn. So um, even with, like, speaking of reading, like, you know, Kai, my oldest son, had an interest to, like, start reading you know, pretty early age. I'm like, okay, great. We'll teach you, you know, letter by letter, sound. And now he's reading like, great, he, you know, we homeschool. And at a certain point, you're thinking like, man, I don't know if I'm really like doing this right because I grew up in public school. Is he learning at the right quote unquote rate? You know, does he like know what he's supposed to know at this age? Like who makes those lists, right? Like we all kind of get to the same point eventually. But um, what we found is that like through this like child led learning, um, just like your, your hunger for knowledge can be, uh, just, you know, satiated more because you're, you're learning what you want to learn at a young age. Cause that's what we do with adults as adults anyway. Right. Like what you have an interest, you want to pursue a career, you start learning about it. I want to become a wrestler. Geez, what do I have to do? I'm going to do whatever I have to do to become, you know, the best and or learn all those fundamentals. Like, so yeah, it's a, it's a real interesting, like school of thought when you think about like public school and um, versus homeschooling and there's obviously benefits and I guess drawbacks to, to, to both of them. But um, I think that uh, everybody, everybody's different, right? The way in which you learn and retain information is different. So if we cater to kids in the way that they want to be taught to me, it's, you know, it just makes it more fun for them and kind of, at least that's the way it's worked so far. We're still, we're still in the process. <laughs> we're in the process. You know what I mean? It's not over yet. But um, yeah, I think it's really interesting the way that we choose to uh, like educate, you know, because like, like you yeah. were saying, there's an element of like, well, if I'm going to work for somebody, I kind of have to, sometimes you got to learn how to eat poop, for, yeah. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? And like learn how to do that. But if you want to uh, run your own business, you want to like, you know, work for yourself so you don't have to listen to that person. Mm -hmm. Okay, go outside, go run your own lemonade stand. Okay, get the kids in the neighborhood together and think of these recipes and ways that you can like go out and, you know, you're literally like a little entrepreneur. My, my, my sons and a couple other kids in the neighborhood made like 65 bucks at the neighborhood selling lemonade in like four hours. 
like, bro, bro, I said, what? Like, this is crazy. You're so, first of all, like for you to like get all the lemonade, go out there, make it. It's hot out there. You built the stand. You're waving people down. You're out there. You're working, man. Yeah. My son is eight. My youngest son is five. You guys are, well, what are you, you going to do at 65 bucks? You know what I'm saying? And they split it four ways, but it like, you know, just like fosters teamwork and all that. So um, it's just so interesting watching, uh, just watching kids grow up and what yeah. they learn. And it's really exciting to think like, man, like, because you're doing this now, like, where's that going to lead? You know, you know, goosebumps, bruh. You know, I'm a, you know, I'm a goosebumps guy. I got goosebumps just thinking about that stuff, man. It's, yeah, it's wild. <sighs> so then when they take the connection and land in Mexico, they won't have any money. <laughs> so they make the lemonade stand because Kai and Orion go, hey, Griffin River, we sold, we made 65 bucks in four hours one time. What do we need to get this burial plot to get them in? Because they raised the prices. Since uh, since the last guy <laughs> croaked, you know, <laughs> so they do the lemonade stand in Mexico, in Mexico City, and they got you up dancing and stuff. Hey, maybe they do an autograph session with you. Entrepreneurs, man, they get the plot done, dude. It's coming together. When Cope was talking, uh, it reminds me of you guys. Probably don't care about this, but I'm really invested in in college in college athletics as a whole. There's something called name, image, and likeness um, that just took off. Uh, a couple of weeks ago, but essentially now players, um, not just football and basketball, not just the revenue generating sports, but in all sports, now you can monetize your likeness, your name, your image, all that jazz. What? So it doesn't mean, awesome. yeah. So it's, it's long overdue, but now these players can have brand deals. They can have cameo accounts. Um, there have been certain players too who said, hey, I'm going to donate a percentage to all my teammates. There have been others who said, hey, I'm going to, there's a kid, I, I can't remember exactly which player it was, but he said like 10% of everything I earn with NIL is going to go to like a, this kid in my hometown who's fighting cancer. So there's there are a lot of positives that come from it too, but it does make me think like, oh, that's kind of cool in many ways because you're able to make some money for yourself. But also if you're in college and you're learning how to, maybe you have to hire an agent, maybe you have to learn how to invest. It's also, it's almost like learning uh, a marketing or business degree on the fly in a, in a very practical sense, as opposed to just learning it in text too. So I think there definitely is something to a more practical based style of, of learning and education. Yeah, uh, just, just something, just allowing people to explore what they're interested in. Because I feel like when you're in high school, uh, I, I didn't experience this, but I, I saw a lot of my friends experience this, like teachers or counselors, whatever, pushing them in certain directions. Like, oh, well, if you want to be this, you got to do this. Or if you want to do this, you got to do this. So you should do this, this, and this. And it's like, what about what they want to do? Mm -hmm. Because once they leave these halls, they'll be in somebody else's halls, still living out what you said they should do. And then they're not actually happy. Now they're like dropping grades when they took out these loans and now they're not going to be able to pay them because they won't finish in four years and they got to go six and they got to transfer schools. And now they're still doing Now they're stuck doing things that they don't want to do in order to And they're behind the eight ball at 18 years old, you know? So it's like, man, if this person would have said, you know what? I, I love music. So let me, I'm going to, I'm in band. I'm doing all this stuff, blah, blah, blah. You know, I'm going to, I want to go to college and do something, but I'm not sure what have the focus on music and doing all that stuff and let them take like general things or maybe they just hit the scene and start playing music in nashville and they start traveling around and doing stuff and getting experiences like whatever that is but this idea of just pushing essentially pushing children into taking out loans of hundreds of thousands of dollars is one of the most absurd things about life to me like this is just normal what are we talking about, dude? You want me to, you want kids who sometimes come from no money, no nothing. They, they don't have a cent to their name and they got a $150,000 loan in hopes of getting past an intern level job because they don't have experience when they get out of college. So now nobody's going to hire them. Like, like what, what is this system? I'm sorry. I'm, I'm going on. Wow, real. <laughs> Very passionate about this. I'm with it. That's great. That's great. It's been, it's been long overdue. You know, you think about like all the money that uh, colleges make from uh, the presence of student athletes, whether it be a you know, D1 football team or basketball team, whatever. And the students like being forbidden from, you know what I mean? Number one, uh, you know, in my opinion, like the colleges should, I mean, give the kids a little kickback, which is actually like not what's happening now. They're still not paying the kids. But 
at, at the very least, they should have they should allow them to be able to go out and you know what I mean? Like just get sponsored. I mean, uh, get uh, endorsement deals where they should also be able to capitalize because they are the ones who are putting in the work. You know, like if you don't have that star running back, like people are probably not more, you know, uh, apt to, the businesses are probably not more likely to come to the colleges and give them that money. So like, why shouldn't the person who is literally providing the source of income for these colleges, why shouldn't they be allowed to, you know, like, like capitalize financially, man, in a tangible way. So this is, it's, it's huge, man, that they're able to do this. Did this come out of the uh, NCAA game? Is that when this started? Uh, no. So I, it's hard to, to really pinpoint exactly when things I know. So Ed O'Bannon, you're re- referring to uh, EA. So EA used to make for people who don't know, EA used to make every year they would make a college football and a college basketball game. And it would do really, really well. They would make tons of money. I would buy the college football game almost every year. Um, one probably my favorite video game franchise. Um, but things they stopped making those games when Ed O'Bannon who actually, I talked to, uh, you guys remember Tony Luffman, but for those <laughs> yeah. of you who don't, uh, he was Tony Dawson. As a, He was an announcer here with WWE probably, what, 2013, 14-ish? Uh, maybe even earlier. Actually, early, even earlier than that because he called some of my NXT matches as well in probably 2012 or 13. Uh, anyways, uh, he was teammates with Ed O'Bannon. Not teammates, but he went to, he was the manager at UCLA when Ed O'Bannon was on the team. So he he knows Ed well, they're friends. But so he would tell me years ago how things were going with the lawsuit and whatnot. So Ed O'Bannon sued uh, the NCAA, and I think it was a class action lawsuit, on the on the behalf of many athletes because uh, he was arguing that the NCAA and other companies should not be allowed to make money off of the name, image, and likeness of student athletes without compensating them. So instead of, of course, instead of EA saying, hey, we're making a ton of money off of this, we're just going to shut it all down. Um, and I get to this probably, it was probably difficult to figure out, like, how, how do we abide by the ruling of this lawsuit and get it done? Yeah, I, I, I feel like, too, also, so, like, they, them as a company have to, they're dealing with NCAA. So just like we've experienced before, and sometimes when you have that that middleman, so middleman being the NCAA between the talent, the players, and, and EA, the game company, it's sometimes easier to just to cut loose because the middleman is doing things that might make it more difficult for there to be a resolution. So I I completely understood. Like they're just like, okay, well this is this is weird now. This is crazy. You guys right. handle your business first, and then we'll we'll jump back into double dutch, but. You guys got to deal with this. Yes. But but uh, EA just announced uh, recently that they are making a video game. It's still going to take a few years to, to come out. But yeah, the announcement of NIL and a lot of... So there are certain states who have passed NIL laws as well because a lot of states don't want to fall behind. If you're, uh, if you're a, an alumni at the University of Florida... And you see other states passing these. You don't, you you say, hey, I don't want to fall behind in recruiting. I don't want my favorite team to fall behind in recruiting because players at a high school are like, hey, I'm not going to the University of Florida when I can go to the University of Texas and make money off of my name, image, and likeness. So it's it's interesting too because not only do we have to like balance what is permissible by the NCAA standards now, but also what states have passed certain laws to allow student athletes to make money off their name and image and likeness. So I don't know. I personally find this stuff fascinating. I find like the culture of sports and entertainment to me is often more interesting than the actual product they put on, like all the behind the scenes stuff and why rules are made. So I've, I think this is really interesting, especially as like a former college football player um, and how the landscape is changing. And it's just, you get to a point, too, where, like, Dabo Swinney, who's the coach at Clemson, makes $9.3 million a year. I think that's his base pay. And there are no restrictions on, like, uh, years ago, the alumni at the University of Alabama spent $3 million just paying off Nick Saban's mortgage. The head coach at Alabama. Because there's no restrictions to it. And Nick Saban has so much money. He doesn't need, it's not like he was in need of someone paying off his mortgage, but because there were no regulations or no one stopping them uh, from doing that. So you have these, you know, especially, I'm not saying this is all across the country, but at the bigger schools, they're making just, they're just making so much money. To me, it feels even more exploitative 
to have a coach making nine to $10 million a year. And you have players who can't afford cars, you know, uh, just a little car to get them from, from yeah. their, from their off-campus apartment. People who are, who are there because like they are great at what they do and they were lucky enough to get a scholarship, but like this kid's trying to do this so that he can hopefully get to the NFL. So he can like get his family some money. Cause like their times are, are rough. And so when you have situations like this, it's like, man, all this crazy talent and these people who are crazy. Well, he's going to go pee again. Well, here we go. Take the mic. Ah, Why did he run like that? Take the mic. See, you don't want respect. He doesn't have to run. You don't want respect. That's weird. Mouthful of water. Mouthful of water. He he was built to the top. He just ran (laughs) off to go to the back. He was built to the top. Like the cup about to spill over. He's going to come out the front or come out the the top of the bottom. We should we should end it before he comes back. <laughs> All right. So, guys, thank you so much for listening to this, this week's uh, New Day podcast. Uh, make sure you check me out on Up, Up, Down, Down on YouTube. Just search Up, Up, Down, Down. Uh, check us out on Monday Night Raw, USA Network, 8 p.m. Go to uddshop.com for all your Up, Up, Down, Down apparel and go to wabshop.com to get our New Day shirt. Fantastic. Uh, yeah, you can catch me on the Twitter at, uh, at TrueKofi and on the Instagram at TrueKofi. Uh, buy our T-shirt. Uh, watch Laser Wolf for Big E. You know what I'm saying? Um, don't, follow, and, don't follow him to film or stop following him. Don't follow him. Don't follow him. And that's all we have time for today. Thank, so, thank you, guys. Thank you, guys. How dare you? <laughs> How dare you? The, the cojones on you. How dare you? It's over. They can no, you, stop your recording, guys. No, you're supposed to... Stop. You're cut, supposed to just cut, keep talking. Cut. No, 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 no. You're supposed to just keep talking. Like I was still here. And then no one no one would have been wiser. And then I could have just hopped back in. Well, you ran away. You ran away so fast, like you were being chased through your house by I was trying to be quick. By by Elsa. Yeah. <laughs> Elsa. Is she there? Is she, is she she's she's over there tapping her wrist? About the, huh? She got the hand, she's about to freeze you up. You only got 40 minutes left on the clock unless you want to pay more, big guy. Finish up. <laughs> <laughs> yes, that's that's that is what happened. No, what's been happening is I've been I've been drinking a lot of water, uh, and I'm trying to get my my weight down. If I'm going to meet you at 2:45, you know, I got to get my water intake up. So that's the plan. 2:45. Drinking even me. more water. Yeah, even more water. I'm, dr- I'm drinking a ton of water. You have six gallons now. Uh, I don't know if it's, I haven't really been counting, but it's uh, I probably you should can, count. You can drink too much water, can't you? Yeah, your water. Yeah, you, you, you can. Your cells might drown. Then we got to burn his you. We got to burn his you. You just go last. <laughs> yeah, dude, we need the movie. Come on. <laughs> no. Uh, speaking of, uh, we need an, we need an update. We need an update on uh, your progress. So every night before bed, well, here if you're if this if this goes in the video, I have a plate of chicken and a ton of white rice. So I talked to Jinder, who is a uh, his body is incredible. He's it, it, I don't have another word for it. He's huge. Um, so he heard me over saying it. And then later in the day, he said, uh, he came over and said, Hey, uh, are you serious about this 30 pounds thing? I said, yeah, what's up? He goes, well, what are you doing? I said, I don't know any science about the body. I know if I eat and work out, I have muscles. That's literally it. And he goes, Oh, well check this out. Do you like, do you want any help? And he's like, yeah. So he starts sending me stuff. He's telling me all these things. So like, uh, I don't know if I'll gain 30, but I've been eating every night until I want to puke before I go to bed. Wow. Wow. Like my, uh, with- my stomach feels incredibly tight at all times throughout the day. I'm I'm eating till it hurts, and I don't like it. <laughs> but I do. I will say, when I was working out, I felt, and I know this sounds so ridiculous because it's been like days. I feel like more fulfilled, like filled, stout. Yeah, stout. Stout is the word. I guess. Yeah. I know I haven't put anything on yet, but I feel like my upper body is like. Yeah. It's boiling, it's bubbling under the, under the epidermis. I'm about, to, about to get a little belly on me, though. Hey, and? And so what? And so what? Have you stepped on a scale? No, I have not. Okay, I'll just... I should. Well, I'll, I'll do, we'll do... We can do weekly scale updates. I'll bring the scale with me. Well, I'm not bringing a scale with me. I'll just find one. Yeah. <laughs> Carry the scale over the shoulder. And it's not even digital. It's the, the regular scale, the manual. Okay. I respect it. Last thing, because we got we to gotta wrap things up, because we got to hopefully do this thing. Um, did you guys ever mess with the scales? You know how sometimes at grocery stores, they have the big scale? Yes. You ever get on them just to, just to just to check? They're nice. I like, the digital one is nice and convenient, but I love the Publix one is, I don't know what you call it, but it's the old school and it, you know, the seeing that the hand go all the way up and down, it has, the, it feels very classy. It's a classy way to weigh, to weigh yourself. It's a very large scale too. And seeing the, seeing the needle just go, 
and then it stops and comes back. Right. Yeah. Reverse a little bit. Okay. It's beautiful. I've actually I've been in the two fifties. Um, so I might actually I'm yeah, two forty five, you and me. I like yeah for for the longest time I was trying to get as big as possible. Now I'm off that mostly because I don't want to keel over at the age of 36. <laughs> that. So uh I'm 35 for the record, but I was just jumping ahead. You know, I'm trying to make it to 35, 36, 36 right. eight. What's yeah. the difference, bro? All right, uh you, you want to do your part of the intro since you uh were absent for it before? Uh did you guys really close? Yeah. No, yeah. you gotta you gotta redo the close. I, I can't just... yeah, they killed it. It was perfect. Perfect. I didn't say our, our heroes rock. I should have said our heroes yeah, rock. So just do your part and then we'll yeah. be good. What else is there left our, to do? Just say Our Heroes Rock and then he'll cut. Yeah. <laughs> our, our Heroes Rock. Hey! Right. And then you'll splice it in? Okay. <laughs> no, 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 no. That's, that's an improper way to close the show. Come on, just, just do it again. I'm not, I'm not talking about splicing it in. I'm talking about leaving all that in there. This is just a long, long it's outro. A long outro. Outro. For the people, for the dedicatees. Yeah. Life, oh, life, you know? No one has dedicated their life to this. You keep saying that. You're gonna get not, some not with that attitude, yeah. you know? We're trying to, whether, we, we're whether we can or can't, you're telling the truth. You know? <laughs> All right. Well, uh, I don't know what else there's to say. I'm at WWE Biggie on Twitter and on Instagram. Since y'all refuse to do this the right way and start over, um, I, you see, I got to know, I can't build, I got to build off of something. You know what I mean? Y'all got to, I'm like, y'all are like, you got a John Stockton me, you know? Uh we and, you the rap. We said, do your yeah, I'll call, you know, you got to call Malone. Then I'll call Malone. Yeah, yeah but I can't, I can't take it up the court. Only because they know stuff. <laughs> That's fair. Um, yeah, you, you did a good job. No, I didn't. Also, also, so I feel like it was fair because you took a sip of water and then your eyes bulged out of your head yeah. like you were about to pop and then you ran away as if your body was that full of water. Like it was about to come out of your ear. You can't spill a drop. <laughs> you cannot spill a drop. <laughs> well, I was, I was, I was hoping to keep pushing it, and then I realized that I couldn't push it anymore. So that's why I had that reaction. Exactly. <laughs> 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 that hornswoggle bow system. Stop it. <laughs> <laughs>